Uh, hey, you have a story? I do. I've been I do waiting have a story. to hear. Um, so I was in, I was in Las Vegas this last weekend to to watch a Raiders game and just like chill out with uh, Blaze and his roommate and Nikki for her birthday as well. We stayed in the Luxor. I don't know if anyone has been to Las Vegas that's either listening to this or talking in this. Um, but the Luxor is the giant pyramid hotel. Sure. And instead, this has nothing to do with the original story, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, instead of normal elevators, because you can't really have normal elevators, they have inclinators. Okay. And they just go up along the corners. Ooh. But each corner only goes to certain floors. So it's extremely inefficient and really obnoxious. Okay. And some of them... Be- some of the inclinators like shake back and forth as they're going up and it's really sketchy. You can like feel the wind coming in. It's not great. Wouldn't wouldn't recommend personally. I will I would never go back to the Luxor. It's cool to look down from like the top cuz you're on the 27th floor out of 30 and they just have like open railings so you can look down at everybody below. Um it's honestly kind of terrifying. It's really high up. Oh, that's so weird. Like I, I just all like, I don't mind heights, but like I have one of those like humanistic sort of like fears that like when I'm up on a height level that I'm like, oh yeah, this is way fucking high. I have that like humanistic thing of just like, what if I just jumped off right oh, now? Yeah. Like oh, right yeah. now, like what yeah, would happen? Yeah, you'd land in probably the food court. Yeah. Oh, and that that's the terrifying thing is it's like, it's really exciting to be that high up, but who the hell knows? Like, I don't know. It's always terrifying what would what would truly happen. Heights uh, don't heights normally really get me. Um, mm-hmm. But on this, with how high up I was, I had to walk next to the wall. I could not walk next to the the concrete railing really because as a six foot three person the railing only went up to like probably mid torso Mm -hmm. so it's just like i don't know it was a little bit too sketchy maybe if i was like five foot something i'd feel a little better because then my center of mass isn't like right at the top of the railing oh yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, like i don't know there's a lot of gravity happening so yeah but uh but the hobo situation in in Las Vegas is something else. Um, there was just the first night we were there, there was just some dude with a snake and he was just like, touch my snake to everyone walking by. And I feel like that's bad for your snake. It's like, sorry, (laughs) no, thank you, Mr. Hobo man. I don't want to touch your snake. Where was this at Um, though? Like, what what's oh, the context of like like where it was, was just it on, on the, the strip. street? Yeah, it was on the strip. Oh, like on the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dear God. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty wild. Um, I, I I I seriously feel like that's unhealthy for your snake. <laughs> I mean, it's unhealthy for probably everybody. I mean, like when we were in uh, Salt Lake City, we went to the the aquarium or whatever, and we got to pet the snakes. We had to, you know use a uh, hand sanitizer afterwards. Cause mm-hmm. like there's fucking snakes. Um, there was another hobo though. Uh, we went up to Fremont street, which is like old Vegas, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. But there's a, a bar there where they're like whole shtick is they have like large lawn games. So they have like giant, uh, 
pong, like uh, yeah, pong, pong, beer pong. Sorry, beer giant beer pong. It's oh, like garbage cool. cans and a and a soccer ball. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And, and I guess you could say giant Jenga, but it's it's really not. And then they have like giant chess, which it's really not that giant. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, the pieces are probably the size of infants, which is big enough, I guess. But when I heard giant, I was expecting like giant, like like <laughs> wizards chess, kind of like yeah. from Harry Potter, where they're moving around the giant pieces. Mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting something like that, where you could play with like huge pieces. That'd be kind of cool. It it wasn't. Um, but there was a a big cornhole game, which makes cornhole way easier. By oh, the way, I imagine because um, yeah. Because, yeah, the holes are bigger, the the bags are bigger. It's just a lot easier to kind of get the throws right and just have them, like, slide up and into the into the hole. Which, if you don't know what cornhole is, this sounds probably great. Um, don't but there explain was a cornhole. Standing outside of the, the fence, and he just started, like, scream singing the theme to uh, Wayne's World. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's like, awesome. Like just going for it. Mm. I lost it. I was crying because it was just out of nowhere. He's just like Wade's World, Wade's World, Party Time, Excellent, and uh, that's amazing. That was the best hobo, the best hobo experience I think I've ever had. That's awesome. I'm happy um, for you. <laughs> but Vegas was kind of gross. I don't really. I don't know. You don't want to go um, back? I'll go back to watch another Raiders game at some point because that was kind of cool even though they lost and they're 0-4 in the times that I've seen them play now, which is kind of unfortunate. But, you know, if I keep going at some point, they'll probably win. Go um, sports. Yeah, go sports. Uh, but the the stadium was really cool. They just got that built last year and we didn't get to go because of, you know, COVID. So we Welcome got to go to and see sports it. It, podcast. Was, it was really cool. <laughs> I would do uh, like once every three months, like sports podcast. Cause I like talking about it, but uh, yeah, that was my Vegas trip. And I would go back again for like a Raiders game every so often, but honestly, Re- Vegas is a, all about things that I am definitely not about. Yep. Um, like drinking, smoking and gambling. There was a casino on the strip where their entire shtick was that they were the only casino where you weren't allowed to smoke inside wow um, what so yeah no joke yeah You're like all we're the definitely other ones going to smoke. that one yeah i mean i didn't gamble because i'm not a gambler but yeah it's just everything was just it just smelled like smoke all the time wow casey <laughs> that that is that blows my mind because i know you and i know like that is yeah absolutely everything you are just not about <laughs> yeah did you have a good time like i don't know yeah it was it was a good time yeah um i i enjoyed what we did the food was ridiculously priced um really that's where they got us oh my god between nikki and i i think i think we had one meal that was under 50 dollars. jeez wow yeah if you're eating if you're eating on the strip they will fuck you Oh yeah, I imagine it really would. Yeah, uh, we went to the Gordon Ramsay Fish and Chips, which, if you like fish and chips, it was probably pretty good. Oh um, my god, that's amazing! That's but I don't cool. really like fish and chips, so I'd recommend it if you like fish and chips. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't like fish and chips. That was so, my favorite. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd really enjoy it. It was. 
Oh. It's good if you like fish and chips. I really do. I would love that. <clears throat> oh. Um by the final night, Nikki was like so desperate for anything fresh. We went to Nacho Daddy and I got some nachos and she's like, "Can I can I get a salad?" I'm like, "Oh, we ran out of salad about a half an hour or we ran out of lettuce like a half an hour ago." <laughs> no. <laughs> there was, get fucked. There was nothing nothing not fried basically on the strip it was just like fried food and pizza as far as you could see you know honestly like that and that's okay like if you're in that mood but as soon as you're not you're like i hate everything yeah i mean for a couple of days it's okay but by the third day you're like oh "Oh, oh." i need some (laughs) substance some actual food give me a plant literally anything yeah for real the first meal we had when we got back was was salad so we're we're making up for it that's great um yeah we listened to Ten Thousand days and i don't know how we did it in such a short time right i know (laughs) it's uh I mean, it did come out in 2006, so... <laughs> That's still not a, enough, I don't think, is it? How m- no, How it's long? not. It, it, no, it's it not. It equates yeah. out 30 to... 30 years, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Around there. Yeah, this this album is... Wow. Um, like, and I, I know... I know that's kind of a theme that I, at least I have personally said a lot about the albums that we have done, but Jesus, this, this album is, this album is crazy. Like it's, it's got a lot of flavor to it. Yeah, it I'm, does. I I'm, love my eulogy albums. <laughs> I'm going to say some things. <laughs> Yeah, and I I think there's going to be a lot of opinions which this this honestly is going to be a really intense episode <laughs> which I'm yeah. I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. Um beyond so, just like you know, tool fans have opinions. I I don't know if we necessarily have as strong of opinions as people on the tool subreddit would, no, but def- no one can. I mean, <laughs> and, and and it's also hard cuz we've also covered BT Bam Yep. And, you know, others by no one, like other prog bands, but we haven't covered something like Tool quite well, yet. And Tool is a very <laughs> controversial topic as it is, you know? And the funny thing is, we were supposed to start with Tool last year. That is very true. We truly we were. We were going we to do each album before their new one dropped. Yes. Last year. Yes. And uh, here we are not doing that. You know, um, the Backstreet Boys reunion tour, you know, that yeah. just kind of took that over. Game so. Grumps, Game Grumps uh, joke there. That's yep. Pulling that one in. I like that. Um, 10,000 Days has some really amazing songs, but I never look forward to listening to this album as much as I do like Lateralis or, or Fear Inoculum. Interesting. And yeah, yeah. The reason why I think is because this was one of the main albums I was listening to when I was first like getting into this side of metal mm-hmm. back in like high school. And I listened to these songs a lot. So you blew so, your load on it. Yeah, I like Vicarious, Jambi, The Pot. Um I 
they're great songs, but every time I listen to them, I'm just like, oh God, like I don't want to listen to it. But back then, um, I had a much different take on Tool. So I never really listened to Wings for Marie or, or 10,000 Days or Rosetta Stoned that often. Oh, and I forgot writing too. I, I listened to that a lot back then too. And I just can't, I just can't get into it that much anymore. Um, but I'll be damned if Wings for Marie and 10,000 Days aren't like some of the best work that Tool has ever done. You know, honestly, like in an, definitely in an overall sense, I feel like, um, you and me have a shared history and I feel like we discovered this around, uh, a very similar time frame. Yeah. and and listen to a lot of the same things in the same manner um and austin i'm 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 truly not sure what it's like for you i'm i'm very curious to hear that cuz uh yeah i i feel like casey and i have a very uh shared experience in the sense that yeah like vicarious zombie and you know like right into you know like those were those were like the singles that came out then and also just like those were the songs that stuck out in that exact very specific time for us. And I, you know, I, I look back on this album and it's really interesting to like get that nostalgia feeling of where I was and how I heard these songs and like what I latched onto in these songs versus what I do now. So, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's it's a very different feel in Austin. I'm I'm very curious like how you actually ended up hearing about this cuz Well, yeah. I mean, this is the first time we've talked about tools, yeah, so yeah. we have to talk about how we found them. Yeah, absolutely. That's a I have no idea. <laughs> I went from no so long ago. Yeah, I so went long ago. I went from listening to Metallica and Linkin Park to hating Metallica and loving Tool, and somewhere in there I discovered Tool in that time period. This is like a three-year time period where I went from loving Metallica to hating Metallica but loving Tool and discovering them. Right around all in the same area, and I have no idea where I first started listening to Tool. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like that's that's truly like the progression of anybody that like gets into progressive music is like, hey, I remember listening to this thing and then not... like really really resonating with it and then just like more and more and more and more like you you resonate it with it and then yeah. yeah it's just like i i don't like metallica anymore i like tool like way yep. way more and, you know and i i i dove in i remember diving in deep and like doing all the like research on tool and like learning a lot about stuff that now I just, I don't really care. I kind of just listen to it and enjoy it as it is. And yeah. Well, cause tool is I, all about that. Like when you're first getting into it, you're like, Oh my God, there's so much to explore and like there's so many layers. Here. Yeah. There's so much. <laughs> and now um, it's like, yeah, vicarious is a good song. Yeah. It's, it's a good a song. Yeah. It's a song. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty. All right. Um, That's what's so interesting about, uh, I mean, Tool in general, because I feel like there's this, and and something we just have to bring up, obviously, is just like the massive, massive cult following that is Tool. I mean, how how do you listen to like metal music uh, or even just progressive rock 
in general and not know about tool right yeah, yeah i'm, pr I'm so, pretty sure you have to yeah exactly i mean that's kind of a staple it even shows up on dad rock radio so mm -hmm. with you know um stink fist and yep uh Shism always yep. appear on yep. the fucking you know our local radio station Q one oh six yeah or you know those it, it it always shows up on the dad rock radio so that's like the the easiest way for people to get into them and then as you get deeper and deeper into it you get the very heated people that's oh, part yeah. of their fan base that I we're not gonna you know, really get into them because no, I don't want to I, but yeah no and I I don't want to touch on that but just like. Just the idea that, you know, the, this is such a iconic cult uh, band and, and just like there is a presence around them. I mean, even just mm -hmm. talking about them is just like, wow, you're talking about Tool? Like there, you know, there there's this aura around it. And honestly, just something that like I want to get into a lot later, uh, you know, digging into a couple of the songs is just the the stigma itself because i feel like there's a lot to just break down with that at least for me listening to it years and years and years later um that i that i just want to touch on so yeah just yeah. just maybe something to to bring up a little later for sure the last thing i want to bring up before we actually get into the songs is the way that I listen to Tool now, like Austin said, is is way different. Like the songs that I gravitate towards, because back then I was, I think I was more into Tool because they were just like really fucking weird. Mm -hmm. Like we would listen to D Disgustipated all the yeah, time. Yeah. Yep. That was like the big one because it was mm -hmm. like you know, it was really fucking weird. <laughs> it's really weird. And, and now I listen to things like you know Wings for Marie or, or Ten Thousand Days or. It's, it, it, I don't know. I, I gravitate towards the things that aren't just weird now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and there are actually like, like they, they good actually compositions and mean something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to say about that before we get into vicarious? I think we just start on the first song. Yeah. Let's get into vicarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing, like it, vicarious definitely gives me like this huge, uh, nostalgia trip entirely because of Guitar Hero World Tour. Yep. Um, I 100%. remember uh, when I was living down in Billings at the time, uh, I, you know, moving to a new place, didn't really hang out with people much. So I played Guitar Hero World Tour a lot. And I played mm -hmm. it online a lot. And every time I got the chance to be the guy that picks the song and like challenge people, I would usually lead with Vicarious because they'd quit 30 seconds into the song. <laughs> because I guess people just couldn't get the fucking 5-4 rhythm down of what the, the first riff was, and then they'd quit. Yeah, and... like like it was too odd for them. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, that, was, that was my big, like, nostalgia moment, was just, like, making people sad with a song on Guitar Hero. And beyond that, you know, I'd... I'd have no idea how many times I've listened to Vicarious. It's a lot, so I I don't mind uh, lightly touching on some parts and kind of just moving on. But we can talk definitely talk about it as in depth as you guys want to. Well, um, <laughs> I only have three notes, for, like three actual timestamps for this, and none of them are particularly long this time. Yeah, because like I said, I just. <sighs> 
I don't have the the love for these songs that I once did. Mm-hmm. Um, I I definitely look back at at the Guitar Hero times with this, and I still want like listening to this song makes me want to go play Guitar Hero <laughs> in Rock Band again mm-hmm. because it's just so much fun to just yeah. fuck around with these songs and have a good time. Um, but yeah, past that, like this song feels al- almost radio rocky to me. Um, it is. And, yeah. and, and I mean, it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's the first single, um, you know, off of it and that that's why they kind of chose it. But I mean, it, if you wouldn't mind, I, I truly would love just to hear the intro of this because it as an intro to any album it's so bizarre because it just starts right off and just after this intro like i i want to yeah. stop and take a moment because um yeah i don't my timestamp doesn't get the whole intro to this song but it gets 40 seconds because that's yeah. when like everything yeah. really kicks off yep. to about a minute and 17 seconds just to yeah show it off a little bit yeah um this is how the album started i mean it's (laughs) objectively without my personal feelings about it it's a good it's good yeah (laughs) Yeah, it is this is a really good way to start off an album just kind of bringing that riff in, evolving that riff, and, uh, you know, play, playing in this space of just weird time signature and uh, cool overlaying effects. Yeah. I can already feel myself playing the drums on, on World Tour right now, and it's it's becoming too much. My body can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of my only notes is how he says dies at 139, just kind of Cool. Oh, do you want me to just do that really quick? Yeah, just real quick. We're All right, well, we're there. almost there. We'll just keep playing it to, to 139. Yeah, he, sings like, he sings like this on, like, every verse, but the way he says dies is, you know, dies. So, something to something to note. Yeah, just a little, like, point it out, because I think it's cool. I like it. Well, here it comes. Right here. Yeah? All right. That, yeah, you're that right. That little... That little growl in there, just a nice little thing to take note of. To me, uh, it, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, I've I've tried to be introspective a lot lately, and I've I've realized that a lot of my guitar sound of like specifically what I've uh, personally created on guitar was almost sparked out of the tonality and like the the guitar tone. Uh, that they have on this specific album. Like I love, mm-hmm. I love all of the guitar tones before this, but uh, there there's something about the tool sound and and this specific song that I mm-hmm. think e- even just the intro well, shaped a lot of like what I play on guitar. From what I remember too, a lot of uh, this or some of the tones from this album. I don't remember if this is hearsay or not, so to mm. literally completely disregard this if this is not fact. Yeah. But I, I remember hearing someone saying they had toured with uh, Meshuga mm-hmm. before recording this album. Mm. And they, they drew a lot of inspiration from 
you know, early 2000s Meshuggah. And and poems. certainly they could cuz I I feel like, you know, this is this album marks like a lot of different directions for Tool. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, cuz they they were always progressive even before this, which I can't wait to dive into some of the earlier stuff and, you know, even Fear Inoculum after this, but this to me marks like a specific time frame in their career because like it's a very specific sound it's a very specific style maybe and it's it's not something that is new but they do try and a lot of new things and even just this intro riff is kind of new for them you know just starting off just boom like just on the get-go just on a riff um and honestly it's one of my favorite songs ever 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 um and that's just a specific nostalgia thing for me but honestly like i mean i can i can pinpoint all like the little flaws but even so it's just like this is a great song for me Uh, yeah yeah and i'm not saying like because i don't like this album as much now that, that it's like flawed it's like it's a phenomenal album it's Mm -hmm. just i screwed up by being high school me and having an mp3 player that could only have like 120 songs on it and that was filled with lincoln park tool metallica and that was about it yeah yeah a little bit of breaking benjamin in there too yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. um but like i only had very specific songs i could listen to and it just so happened to be like vicarious jam by the pot and writing too yeah. So <laughs> I listened to them countless times. Um, do you have anything before 407? You know, so right at uh so just just one thing that I noticed just immediately like real quick just as a note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh the the mixing, like even just from the intro like all the way up to like the first couple of minutes, I already feel like this album is going to be like stellar. Just the, yeah. the, the mixing, the way the guitars, the vocals, the drums, the bass, just, you know, they, they all meld together and you can hear it all. Um, you know what's it is happening. It's very balanced. It's very balanced. Uh, it's, it's on, to me, it's another, like, worldly level. Like, they mm-hmm. are way beyond anything else. But, however, there's just one note at 325 where they just try something really interesting and and to me it just it comes across differently uh so yeah if we could pull up at 325 that would be yeah here here's 321 to me i love this part but to me it sounds like they went for like a corn vibe in the in the 2005 2006 era which I mean, this came out in 2006, so obviously, like, that was kind yeah. of the sound that was happening. But they, it's it's kind of new metal-y, and then the eerie guitar comes in, oh, and then yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, then obviously... Well, that's, uh, that's the bass solo right here. This? This is bass. That's bass. This is distorted bass. Oh! This is a bass solo. Well, then... Learn something new every day. 
uh, <laughs> proved on Guitar Hero World Tour and uh, the tabs that I had to look up to learn this song. So, and and that's all good. It just it's <laughs> definitely got that like mid two thousand vibe still. You yeah, know? yeah. It's just yeah. The, that's I I enjoy the breakdown and I love how surprising or how surprised people are when they learn that's a bass solo like yeah. right there i didn't ha i had no idea you didn't know that this is perfect I, a good I example. had no idea yeah that's awesome um yeah and we went straight through my uh no there's oh i'm sorry well no it's okay no we were having a good conversation there we'll just touch on it really quick since everybody had already listened to it but yeah just this part here with the vocals and the instruments coming together super cool I just really like how he does this. This part sucks to play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. It absolutely does. From trying to learn it, that part is probably the hardest part of the song. Like, on a technical standpoint, from just yeah. learning it. Ugh. This part here, too, on drums, fucking brutal. The little, the preludes to the, uh, to the outro. Yeah. Oh, God, the yeah. The little, uh, little sweeps there. It's it's tough. Yeah. Um, uh, only yeah. other note I have is six twenty two to end, which is I well, think perfect. basically the outro, right? Because yeah. my yeah. next note is from five thirty to six twenty, so I guess we'll just listen to this and just talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Unless you have something before five thirty, Leah. Nope. Nope. That's okay. that's what I got. All right. Here we are. I just really like how this outro starts to build. Yeah. The drums are fun. This is a good outro, 100%. Like, yeah. a good, solid round-off, returning melodies. Um, it's just groovy and hypnotic. Like, it mm -hmm. just... It, it's got this rhythmic vibe to it that you just can't not get into, you know? Sorry, I'm getting lost in it here. <laughs> oh, I love this guitar riff sound here. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm watching the, the track come down from World Tour right now. <laughs> I love this part so much. Yeah. Like how we can just sit here and listen to this. Well, we don't I mean, really need to say much. What What do we need to say? <laughs> I mean, it's it speaks cool. for itself. Yeah. yeah, it's such a good song. Even if I don't enjoy it that much, mm -hmm. like I I, I been... wrote the the notes beforehand saying I don't look forward to listening to this, and then like at forty seconds of this song, I was already fucking headbanging and having a good time. Yeah, like I, as much as I don't like seek it out <laughs> to listen to it anymore. Yeah, I still enjoyed listening to it. Like oh, this yeah. was this was fun for me to go back and do. Definitely, and it, it's it's really great. Like as a track, like and then lyrically, I I really feel like this is a really standout song. Um, it's the only song on this album that doesn't have anything to do with any other song on the album. Yes, yes, very <laughs> very true. This is the only like single standalone song. Yeah. Um, and it's great. Like, I, I honestly feel, though, like the lyrics are they're relevant, but it's also um, 
it also expresses how it's like not a new challenge like obviously like the the concept of the song is that it's like you know basically a lot of people feel like like they live vicariously through like the media's eyes and like nothing really matters like nothing really actually like matters deeply because it's like through a lens and like it's so relevant now especially just like with a lot of the stuff that's happening lately just you know in the u.s but also like maynard expresses like it's not like a it's not a new thing because he's like yeah. uh so it is and so it's always been like that mm -hmm. you know so it's it it's like there's this universal sense that evil like not necessarily evil but like this sort of uh imbalance has always been there and it's it's still gonna be a pro you know a process but fucking wild lyrics like just for an intro song it's really really brings out a perspective that you're gonna get into some really deep stuff on a tool album which is yeah. no uh no doubt but this album yeah. in particular is really dark <laughs> yeah. i'm really excited about it <laughs> yeah hey speaking um, of darkness jambi yeah mm -hmm. yeah um, my first note is from zero to twenty-four seconds because I just really like the intro. Well, yeah, I think I think I just kind of want to touch on while it's playing. Um, it's the start of the trio of songs that is, in essence, a eulogy for uh, the lead singer Maynard's mother. That's just the the big thing to note with the uh, lyrics. Mm -hmm. I just really like the the drums here. Like when I was growing up and learning drums, I was like, this is just really cool and i really like just this whole bit here this is a good riff yeah with the bass drum in the background but yeah that that that's what i wanted to note there um i just really like the intro there it's it's fun i love the intro it's it's this like really gallopy uh, which is just like a, a feeling that they get throughout this entire song, which is like this triplet gallopy feel yep. like uh, throughout the entire song it's there. Um, but so at 104, like there, there's mm -hmm. this really interesting part that happens that just really reminds me of uh, Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall. Cause there, it, there's like this ambient, really weird, like, um, like I don't even know how to describe it, but it yeah, it's it it's like this really like ambient part that just reminds me of uh Pink Floyd. And honestly, just one thing that that that's one note of many that brings up Pink Floyd vibes for me in this album. So I feel like Pink Floyd was a big inspiration. Right here. Yep. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I can't remember the name of that effect. It's escaping me, but almost ethereal. I can't remember the name of the pedal. Yeah, like I, a, I, I couldn't tell you. It's like a, it's like a delay echo. It's a delay. Yeah, it's yeah. delay. Jesus, I couldn't think of the name. I was thinking, <laughs> for some reason, my brain was stuck on the letter F. And I'm like, it doesn't start with F. <laughs> fillet. It's a fillet. <laughs> it's a fillet pedal. <laughs> Yeah, my next note is at 340. Do you have anything before then? 
Yeah. Uh, I've 303 for a while, the uh, verse four into the bridge, into the breakdown, to the talk box solo. It's okay, just kind of yeah. like a good snapshot of the song. Well, that encompasses my note, so it's perfect. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll just play it here. The beat in this song is, is something. I love this vocal part too. It's yeah. so yeah. cool. It's really raw, you know. Yeah, it's it with it being the the first set of the uh, eulogy set, like trio. It's it's got a lot of emotion to it. Oh yeah. In a in a like raw anger. I love this build up to the bass line. And then you just headbang. Good bridge. Oh yeah, it's it's really good. And then you got the talk box. Yeah, the talk box solo, which takes and you it... right back to like '80s '90s time. Some living on a prayer. Oh yeah, bud. <laughs> I appreciate it. I mean, it. Oh yeah. It, it feels fitting for like the 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 tonality of what's happening you know yeah oh yeah no i'm not saying it's out of place it just takes it's just my note is like it just takes you back oh it does time. yeah um my note just kind of ends whenever now so yeah that's if there's doing... there's I, we don't have to listen to the whole solo okay. it's just kind of like that's the uh, same thing i said 303 to for a bit it's fine yeah just yeah, mine's like 340 to like 515 or, or whenever, yeah. really. And yeah. so we can end now. And, and uh, I, my yeah. next note is at 634, unless you guys have something before then. Hey, same. 630, basically 634 to the end. Yeah. Yeah, is, that's yeah. exactly what mine is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, because it's a really good outro. Like, this is a great way yeah. to end this song. It's super good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this bit. Oh yeah. Um, I was taking my notes for this uh, on the plane uh, plane ride to Las Vegas and back. Just having a good time. Oh yeah, there it is. I, I listen to this album a lot this last two weeks without taking notes, just kind of listening yeah. to it again. Yeah, same. And. And? This one was, I guess we should also know, this is probably, the, was this one of the only tracks they played from this album live while we were there? Because I know they played this one. I just don't remember what else they played from this album. Um, I think so, because they played stuff from all over the place. Yeah, and I, I feel like they only hit Jombie. Uh, That's it. Did they play, Did they had to have played Vicarious one of the times I feel like they them. played Vicarious, um... I, I, I'm just meaning specifically yeah. the, the know, Salt Lake show. I don't I'm think they played Vicarious at the Salt Lake show. Ooh, maybe they didn't. I, 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 well, I've, I've seen two Salt Lake shows now. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Jeez. one that I was there for. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> trying don't... to decipher which one was, was which, like which songs played for which. 
Mm-hmm. And I know I looked it up at one point in time, but I don't. I should have looked it up before this, but I yeah. forgot. Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Um. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I I really love the. Uh, I I really do appreciate this song. This song is really like um. It it's really aggressive, kind of. Yeah. Like it. It's one of the more aggressive songs on the album. And it's weird because the lyrical idea is like you you don't want to lose somebody. Yep. Yeah. Like the whole the whole like lyrical point is like if I knew I was going to like if if I was going to lose someone that I love, I would wish everything that I had away, you know? And like there there's something just the way that that Maynard words things is really, really cool. Cause like even just in the, in the very first part, he's like feast like a Sultan. I do on treasures and flesh, never few, but I would wish it all away. If I thought I'd lose you just for one day. And it's like, wow, wow. Like, Oh I, yeah. That, that other note, I, I really enjoyed how he said you, my peace of mind, my, all my center just trying to hold on one more day. Like yeah. how he says that, that's the, the staggered, uh, almost iambic to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, I, I enjoy it. It was very cool. The way it's written is just, it's really subtle, but it's also, um, at least for me, I mean, I, something I, I want to bring up to you guys. I, I'm very curious on your guys' opinion on this. Um, mm-hmm. Tool, I feel like Maynard writes in a very cryptic manner, but it's also <laughs> not necessarily a cryptic manner. It's like you you almost understand what he's saying. Like when you're reading the lyrics, it's like, okay, it's it, you know, it's it's pretty clear, but like I don't I don't feel like it's as cryptic as like a BT Bam or like Others by No One, you know, like that oh. that sort of writing is extremely cryptic. Like you have to like read into so many different things but i feel like tool is like not as cryptic well, as i thought it was you know like back in the day specifically yeah specifically these these three songs mm-hmm. are the most like vulnerable and open writing in all of tool yeah because yeah. it's it is very easy to glean exactly what's going on whereas like uh to to counterpoint that would be like h yeah <laughs> Or uh huh, mm-hmm. uh forty six and two like specifically that this the stink fist album that gets really cryptic yeah and and that's or the anima fine. album it, and I don't mind it just being like up front and out there but yeah it is, like it is jarring for me to like have that because this is the first album that we've personally reviewed on on you know on here that hasn't been as super cryptic as anything else you know this or like is just obtuse like, in their writing it's just yeah, very th- this is just yeah. like here is what's happening and and not that it's super upfront, but it's also just like okay it's, i i know yeah. exactly what you're talking about and it's worded yeah, it's... extremely well but it's also like i know i know the exact idea you know yeah it's it's the least abstracted album we've covered yeah save maybe like a couple tracks on a sleep token one which, yeah which is honestly pretty cool this this is nice to get to like <laughs> not to get like super deep into something and just be like hey this is what it is 
you know? Honestly, I've had so much fun doing that, but I cannot wait for the things that we have set up for next year because they're yeah. just straightforward good shit yeah. that we don't have to, like, decipher. <laughs> and I love deciphering stuff. Like, I don't mind that at all. At oh, yeah. all. I absolutely adore uh, concept albums, so obviously I like deciphering things, but the amount of detail that we go into for some of these albums on the podcast is a lot. <laughs> sometimes yeah. sometimes it's nice to just have a short one for once, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to that. We don't we don't have to debate what it means. We just know that they yeah. did in fact go down to the store and buy a six-pack. <laughs> and, and it was a great time. And they had no, a good time yeah. afterwards. And and I went and looked up the set list cuz we had time right there, and you're right. It was just jam by that time. Um, yeah. When JJ and I went, we had Vicarious and Jambai. Yeah, that's that. So I, that's was, why I, was, I was having a tough time. I was pretty sure it was just Jambai from the one time I went. Yeah, so I, yeah, does not surprise me. Yeah, um, the just... the entire set was Third Eye, The Grudge, Parables, Parabola, Schism, or Schism, Opiate, Anima, Descending, Instrumental, Jambai, Forty Six and Two, Drum Solo, Sweat, Ion, Stink Fist. Okay. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, so track three. Yes. We're going into what I think are, is like the best, the best stuff in the album. Um, and I wish we could just listen all the way through both of these songs because my God. So, so for wings, wings for Marie part one, my only note is the whole song is good. And I didn't pick out timestamps because it's hard to show off individual places. Um, I don't want to listen to the whole thing on the podcast. We're not going to, but so, I want to. If you're going into this podcast without listening to Wings for Marie in 10,000 Days, just listen to them both back to back. That's it. Like, literally right now. Honestly, just stop listening to the podcast and go listen to these songs because, oh my God, they're so good, good. Yeah, it is a good 16 minute long, just mournful, sad piece that is extremely beautiful get it in the highest quality that you can yeah like wherever you wherever you can get that be that youtube high quality download on spotify or just pirating it just like experiencing it not that i of course not not that i you know promote piracy or anything like that but we've never pirated anything once Never. never. Um never. just to never just to that. experience it in the highest quality possible and just kind of like chill out, relax, and listen to and experience it before going into this if you haven't done that already. Like it's it is a great track. If you guys want to talk about specific parts of it, go for it. I'm there are, gonna just I have listen. some notes. Okay, so yeah, just one thing that I noticed and it wasn't it was it it's nothing revolutionary. It's nothing Okay crazy it's just like when i was noticing it and listening like looking at the waveform there are 10 gongs there are 10 not not like gongs but sort of like 10 uh you know like you know with the bass tone there there's Uh 10 of those before the song starts and i feel that those are representative for each and every thousand days that have gone by because when I, when I looked into this track, it, it represented uh Maynard's mom who yep. had gone through a brain aneurysm 
that was paralyzed for 27 years. Yeah. And the 10,000 days represents her 10,000 years. No, 10,000 days. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) 10,000 days. Yeah, exactly, though. Like, that's what it would feel like. But yeah, 10,000 days in this absolute purgatory of knowing, like, you exist, but you don't. I don't know. Some extremely, extremely dark uh, concepts, but it's it's really touching. Like I I have a really hard time trying to even touch on these next two songs because as someone who has lost a parent Mm -hmm. and who is someone who has been through kind of a similar thing but never will be through the same thing like right it's the same thing with me yeah i will never never understand the pain and suffering and i will never truly understand that but there there is some aspects of it that i really do and wow these this song and the next song are gorgeous like it it's hard to pick out uh, you know song points it's hard to figure out what you want to talk about in these next two songs because it it all flows together so much it it all blends and bleeds and yeah absolutely there's, there's so much like in itself referential to earlier parts in the song and like there's a it takes three minutes of building up to do anything in this song. It takes so long to work to the point where you want to show it off, but it needs the reference of the earlier part to make sense, mm-hmm. to show why it's cool. And it is it, it, because of that, it makes it really hard to not just listen to the whole fucking song. Yeah, I know. I, I had to struggle to come up with mm-hmm. some notes, but like there are points where like just the way he sings the lyrics or just just the lyrics in general Mm -hmm. are just like so powerful it's like i want to hit those points because like oh yeah i want to read the lyrics i guess to the first song here because it's super short um but i'll kind of skip some of the like just repeats but you believed in movements none could see. You believed in me, a passionate spirit, uncompromised, boundless and open, a light in your eyes, then immobilized. Broken, broken, fell at the hands of those movements that I wouldn't see, yet it was you who prayed for me. So what have I done to be a son to an angel? What have I done to be worthy? Daylight dims, leaving cold fluorescence, difficult to see you in this light. Please forgive this selfish, selfish question, but what am I to say to all the, these ghouls tonight? She never told a lie. Well, might have told a lie, but never lived one. Didn't have a life. Didn't have a life, but surely saved one. See, I'm all right. Now it's time for us to let you go. Oh, my notes probably don't hit all those points, but at a 218, I like the way the bass comes in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, this this nice little bass. bass yeah. Band. I mean, you don't really get the full idea unless you just stop the podcast not too long ago and listen to the song. But I just really like the way the bass comes in there, and so it's nice. It's a nice little touch. I, 
I'm sad I couldn't find a good um a a good download of the overlaying these two songs. Uh-huh. Um because no one got the end quite right cuz that's the best part of the whole entire thing is the back and forth on the daylight dims leaving cold oh. fluorescence cuz that that happens on both songs when he mm -hmm. says daylight dims yep. leaving cold fluorescence difficult to see you in this light. And those come on at the same time, and then it becomes like this weird conversation back and forth. Oh. Uh, and I don't have the audio editing know-how or even the songs downloaded to be able to do it in the first place to be able to get it quite right, but you can get those two tracks to line up perfectly and have it. Mm. It sounds amazing having the, the vocal tracks go back and forth and the guitars kind of do these weird layers it is a it is a very very cool uh little easter egg in the album. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tool is good at that. They they have easter eggs in their songs. They they're, they're good at that. They're good at that shit. Yeah, um, yeah I don't mm. No, they they have some things that they hide in their albums. It's just I feel like weird. they do, but I also feel like it's almost a nostalgia thing. Anyway, well uh <laughs> we I, just something I want to mention later. So, okay. No worries. And at, at 319, I just want to listen to him. Yeah. Oh, sing God. His lyrics. Yep. Yep. Lyric wise, that is the biggest part of mm -hmm. of part one, I think. That in the end, which we're also gonna touch on. But like yeah. that's just a that's just really powerful shit right there. Mm -hmm. Right around five thirty is like where mine kicks in, just like there there's a lyrical ending that just wow, this song just is insane. We'll do four forty five to the end and, and just mm -hmm. go right into Wings from Marie part two. Um because I think it's important. But I like the way this end comes apart, or co comes apart, comes together. Jesus. Um, and it, just the soundscape that this song and the next one build is just phenomenal. Those vocals are insane. I love I love how it's like super drawn out and just there there's a tonacity of of just Mater just being really raw. Really just raw with the uh 
with the emotion in the vocals that are happening, you know? I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, there's a reason why he wouldn't, he said he would never do anything like this again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I even can't wait to get into the next one because it well, is like, it just it. goes straight into it and it's amazing, you know? Um, yeah. And at the end of part one, yeah, there's a, uh, a bang, I guess. Yeah. Right there. It's like the coffin closing. Uh, just wanted to say that. But going into 10,000 Days, I really like the bass. The this is so much the... fun to play. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's all just... um, it's all classic bass. You're playing with uh, your what? pointer finger, middle finger, and thumb on this the entire time to get it to play right. And it's very it's fun. just nice. And the, the, the soundscape, especially in part two, are, I mean, it's just phenomenal with yeah. the, like, thunder and everything that comes in and the rain. Yeah, this thunder is amazing. It's just so good. It takes already an amazing, like, masterpiece mm -hmm. and just ups it even more. I mean, I, I would, if I could, I would play this entire song right now. God, I, I want to so bad. <laughs> uh, my first note is at 538. 10, 538, okay. I have just, hold on, let me see here. There's a very important spot at 522, actually. We can skip my other, my <laughs> other note here. It's just talking about the soundscape that they build because it's just, it's yeah. really good. Um, but at 522, there's some vocal layering here that I didn't notice until I listened to it this time because I finally have good headphones that I can like listen to this stuff on and actually hear it. Ooh. I, I was always cognizant of him, I guess, singing this, but I wasn't aware that he was singing it at a higher, we'll, we'll play that part in a second, but just right back there when he was going through that part. He's singing at a higher note behind it, so it's layered. And I didn't notice it until this time around. And I was like, oh, that's very oh, nice. Yeah, so, yeah definitely. Well, I'm going to back it up a second here because he's about to he's about to fucking set this shit off. And I don't want to I don't want to start in the middle of it. So, yeah, I've come home now. Yeah, it's just a cool effect. I really like that. Yeah. Oh, shivers down the spine. And this bass. Oh. This, this is one of the most fun riffs that I actually know how to play. Like, it's so cool going every... Yeah, it's... it's oh, cool yeah. How long was your note for this part, by the way? I have no idea. Okay, well, mine ended. I didn't right have there. an end okay, for mine it. Mine ended right there. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I had to choose um, a spot, so I went with that. And then my next one's at seven nineteen. Yeah, go for it. And I I skipped like probably about two minutes of other notes that I had because we're already going so long here. <laughs> Just the give me my wings part here coming in, everything going on. 
I like how the bass progresses through this part. Yes. God, this part is so cool. I mean... Yeah, my my notes right here is 755, right? This part, ugh. That bass is so cool. And I like him singing here. It's nice. And I, my note keeps going because the drums finally get to, like, really do their thing in this part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is fun to have that moment for, for him. Here we go. Shivers down the spine, man. Shivers down the spine every time. Oh, yeah. goddamn right. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. That part is so good. And then my last note is from 940 until end of song, because the end of this song is just... Is the daylight dims it, bit? It, I mean, that is part of it, yeah. It, it, it's going through the like the strange guitar lift that they have before the the daylight dims. Okay. That part right there. Yeah. Yeah, taking us back to part one. afterwards because I think just for this part it's important. Listen to that part like how do you not just like relax and breathe mm -hmm. and listen to that part and just like let it wash over you i don't yeah. know anybody who like has an issue like listening to those things uh i have a really difficult time with because like how do you not resonate with that like how do you not realize like this is an amazing, gorgeous piece of music right well, here. You know, I, I, when I listened to this back in in high school, I didn't have anything to to really relate to with this, and mm -hmm. so like I would listen to it and be like, you know, I just don't, I just don't feel it, and I I never really listened to them until, you know, the last few years, 
and now these songs make me cry. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you know when I when I first heard this, I didn't have any. I didn't have any connection. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any sort of emotional or relationship sort of connection to either of these songs. Um, and that made it hard for me to get into them versus Vicarious yep. or Zombie. You know, like, like it was really hard for me to get into these songs because of that reason. And then later on, um, as I was a senior in high school, you know, my dad ended up passing away. So these songs became way, way, way more integral, um, you know, to my understanding and listening of this album because of that reason. Like, you know, and again, like I, I'm not super religious and I'm not saying that that's a discourse for anybody else, but you know, my, my dad was certainly religious. And then when I, you know, when he passed away, it was a very similar sort of aspect of like, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with your religious aspects, but I can, um, like your, your faith is not undeserved if that, if that makes sense. And I feel like that's a lot of what these two songs are trying to sum up. Yeah. You know? Um, and I mean, my dad passed away in 2016. So that's what Mm -hmm. gave me my, you know, I guess love for, for these songs was being able to finally understand, I guess what, what's happening a little bit. Um, And and I'm not saying that you have to go through the exact same, like you lose a parent to, to understand the, you know, the, the pain and the trauma uh, that's going on here. But when you do, I feel like the lyrics and like every part of this song gives you so much more um resonant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And especially just like, you know, when he's like, give me your wings and you know, like I yeah, mm, there 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 are so many parts of this song that are just immensely sad and immensely powerful, you know? Yeah. I mean Looking at the the chorus, well, I guess it marks as the chorus here. Uh, You're the only one who can hold your head up high, shake your fists at the gates saying, I have come home now. Fetch me the spirit, the son and the father. Tell them their pillar of faith has ascended. It's time now, my time now. Give me my, give me my wings. Yep. And I I feel like everything up to that is, you know, not like it's impactful, but the like musically and emotionally when he's like you know give me give me my wings like it it it's almost like a plea mm-hmm. it's it's it, it's a demand it's, i mean yeah. it's a full on demand and same with the ending it's sad i mean yeah same with the outro i mean we've talked about these lyrics a little bit but daylight dims leaving cold fluorescence difficult to see you in this light please forgive this bold suggestion should you see your maker's face tonight Look him in the eye and tell him, I never lived a lie, never took a life, but surely saved one. Hallelujah. It's time for you to bring me home. I, th- these songs are intense. Yeah. Like these two songs are intense. And it's so funny because I, I want to bring something up. Okay. 
um, that I that I read on just on on the genius page, genius.com for the for the lyrics. Uh-huh. And, you know, there there was something that Maynard said about it. it you know, Maynard said, uh, I think probably the stupidest thing that I could have done on 10,000 days was put myself out there as much as I did uh, with those two tracks. Uh, I'll never make that mistake again. It just took me too much out of me, too much emotionally, uh, mentally, physically, all of those manifestations. Uh, those songs were exploited and misconstrued and people were flippant and dismissive. I don't want to do that anymore. And technically wings is very difficult to pull off. If any of us is off, it falls apart and it makes that whole thing tragic. It's not a good song for me. And, and I, I completely agree. Like, I feel like when you, especially just as how prominent tool is like when you put as much emotion into those songs as Maynard did, it's going to get picked apart. Yep. That's just how it is. And that's unfortunate because I think Maynard just wanted to make a yeah. loving tribute to his mom. And, and like, I feel, I feel bad picking apart these songs. Like I'm not, I'm not saying like what we're doing is wrong. I'm just like, wow. Like these songs are really deep and I, I can't, I can't, in good conscience, like pick any flaws with them because it's so personal. As far as I'm concerned, these songs are, are flawless because how could, how could they be flawed in any way? I'm, I'm very glad that he released the songs, but I can understand why he Mm -hmm. feels the way that he does. Hey guys, uh, this episode ended up being a little bit longer than we first envisioned. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that it did. Um, I, I say, you know, let's, uh, let's cap it here and then just maybe get on a a part two. Yeah, we will, we'll get part two out next week for you guys. And then we'll move on to the other project that we have set up, but yeah, we will talk to you next week, hopefully. Yeah, that sounds great. Bye. Goodbye.